Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We chat with our tribe to build a stronger connection through our native ways of communication. Learn about our coaches, clients, gym programming, and hear from our local businesses and find out about the latest happenings. Today we're diving into our programming and what exactly goes into our programming and what it looks like from the coach's aspect. You know, when you look at our programming, it just looks like a bunch of stuff. You just record off the internet, plug and play, you're done in 15 minutes, move on onto the next week. But it takes us hours to create a good program for the week. And there's just tons of factors about that. And that's what we're gonna talk a little bit about. First, we're gonna talk to Nadine. She's going to talk to me about her, how she programs, and then I'm going to talk about some of the other little factors that people don't think about. So Nadine, when you're programming for the week, what do you do? How do you go about it? So the first thing that I'll do before I even start programming is I'll make a list of all the movements that I want to be including throughout the week. So I'll start with cardio movements. I'll list out a bunch of the cardio movements, so you're rowing, running, biking, um, double-unders, anything like that. And then I'll go into lifting um, type of movements. So weightlifting or just general lifting. So your clean, snatch, deadlift, uh, back squat, front squat, anything like that, thrusters, um, gymnastics movements, and then any type of miscellaneous movements. So wall balls, box jumps, kettlebell swings, devil's press, lunges, things like that. So I'll make a big list first um, because if I don't do that, then I get kind of like a writer's block super, super quickly or I'll start programming like the same squat variation or a bunch of different things way too often. And then um, I'll delete it all because I don't like it. So that's what I'll start with first. Um, If we're kind of focusing on strength or we're doing a strength cycle or a specific skill type of focus, then I'll program that first because the Metcon is gonna kind of reflect what we're doing there. Um, Or it'll kind of like flow, it'll flow from whatever type of skill we're doing. And then I'll start programming the Metcon um, but yeah, that's kind of the basic way that I go about it. There are a lot of other things that kind of go into it, but just to keep it short, um, and more understandable, that's kind of what, what I do. Yeah. And, and so we kind of create the general movements that we can teach throughout the, the, the main portion of the meat and potatoes of our workout. And then we go back and kind of work that groundwork in there and that flow. And there, therefore we're kind of building building a good way to warm you guys up or also understanding if the workout is going to be, you know, time or task. Are we setting a, a time limit on this workout or do you have so much time to do it? Or is it task driven? Like you have to do so many rounds or I give you all this work. You're, so, yeah. 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 And yeah, then, yeah. then on top of that, we're also looking at, are we going heavy, moderate or lightweight? Mm-hmm. Are we looking at the rep volume? Like, so how many reps that we're doing? Uh, you know, we want to vary that much up. We have the actual way that you build the program too that Nadine does. Well, yeah, the way that she does it too is that you're going to have, uh, you know, shorter workouts. You're going to have those longer workouts. Uh, are they going to be a couplet? Are they going to be a triplet? We don't want to just put, you know, two movements in for the workout yeah. for seven days a week. It gets monotonous. Yeah. So those are other things I kind of think about too. How many movements are in a workout, whether it's an EMOM, an AMRAP, a four time, a rounds for time. I'll try and vary that so there's at least one type of variation. There's either some type of AMRAP, some type of EMOM, some type of rounds for time, some type of just straight for time type of thing. Um, But I try to kind of vary that too and vary whether it's a long workout, a sprint style workout, a 10 to 12-ish minute workout, 
So there's typically one sprint style workout, typically at least one long workout that's like a 15, 20 minute plus, and then odd object yeah too. things like that odd object like no barbell um, day we do yeah so i like doing intervals i'm a big fan of like intervals and yeah. a lot of people will say well why can't we just kind of go straight through isn't that more beneficial not necessarily as far as creating more adaptation um doing intervals like spiking the heart rate super super high and then getting it to calm down is going to have a really good like beneficial effect um on your overall like cardio adaptation increasing your cardio capacity and stuff yeah, I, I mean, that's that's like uh, if I just run all the time and then I'm not, like, losing weight or improving. Yeah, just, yeah. Just doing the same thing over and over, you have that law of diminishing returns. So, yeah. yeah, creating those longer and short ones. I love interval training, too. You know, we always talk about the 85-10-5 rule that 85% of the time you should be working below 85% of your max capacity on anything, lifting weights, running, uh, you name it, you should be under 85%. 10% of the time, you should be training at 85%. And then 5% of the time, we should be training above 85% or in that competition mindset. That's one thing that, you know, it's good to always have your scores and write them down to see how well you improve. But that's what they're made to do. They're, they're there to help document and see your improvement. It doesn't mean that every workout we have to try and chase and beat because then then now we're creating a competition every day and no one competes every single day. If you do, you get burned out. You need to really focus on that training and understand that, yeah, guess what? You still have more left in the tank today. That's good. But every, you know, if you look at our program, we're always going to have you at once at least once a week hitting and pushing that like pretty hard at that 10% of in that 85%. And then occasionally when we have our test days, that's when we want you to give it all. But in general, that movement should be focused on quality. It should be focused on what feels more natural. If we're just smashing our knee in the ground in a lunge because we need to get these lunges and that's what we should be doing, we're not actually improving our lunge. If we reduce that range of motion on the lunge, keep the muscles engaged, we can actually benefit from, from more from that. So underst uh, that's why we're always talking about moving with intention and, and understanding your movement is to make sure that if you're going to be working out and you're going hard, it's good to go hard. But it's good to go hard when you have quality movement and you're, you have a purpose and it doesn't hurt. If we're just going hard, you're just going to lead to more injury and you're, you're, you're going to be stuck in that bubble where you're, you, you can't get past these movements. And that's the real hard thing for a lot of people to understand is sometimes taking that step back is actually harder, not only mentally, but also physically. And for instance, if you think about all the groundwork we've been adding in, slow reps, or if you hit those 10 rep front squats last week to a box, some of you probably found some new muscles in there. And we, and you're used to going quote unquote ass to grass on that, you might've found something new in there. So it kind of shows that we have to change all that stuff up. We also look at, you know, what is teachable? We have tons of movements that we could do, but what is the skill level? How can we relate it to someone who's never done this movement? And also, how can we teach it and create a platform? For instance, um, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, let's say even like getting up from the ground, under breaking down, getting up from the ground into like four to eight different parts. Okay, once we break that movement up, what movements do we need to do that are going to help benefit that movement, uh, and so on and so forth. And then finally, also throughout the week, we always try to, like, if we're going to hit a muscle group, 
the same muscle group, we like to hit it in a different way. So, you know, last week, or was it, what's the date today? Yeah, this week. So we had like bench press on Monday, the 14th. So this is gonna be hitting your pecs and triceps. Well, if you notice that following day, we did push-ups. Now they're both hitting relatively the same muscle group, but we're hitting them in a slightly different way. So once, you, once again, it's helping create more stimulus in the muscle, hitting some of the muscle fibers that you weren't using. And that's why we have such variation, especially in the warm-ups. By putting our body in a different position, in a different uh, weight that we're using or a different handle that we're holding onto, we don't create that rep repetition, which can cause the fatigue in the muscles. And also you just go through the motions. I'm not thinking about it. Oh, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing pull-ups today. I'm just going to grab my black band and there's my pull-ups versus, all right, we're going to do a 10 rep max on your pull-ups. And then you're like, uh, I can't come off the bar and put my feet on the ground. No, what happens is you end up digging a little bit deeper into that and also understanding you can hold on a little bit longer. But hey, after we do that 10 rep max, maybe we're gonna do some lat pull downs, which are also gonna help that pull up and build your pull up. But now you're using a different muscle group and you actually have to think about what you're doing. So now I'm having you, or Nadine or whoever, we're, we're asking you to do something and use those muscles, but you can't just get in and be like, oh, I'm gonna grab a band. So if you are a client who goes, hey, what should I grab? To us, that's a great question to ask because you're curious about it most of the time. In general, if it's a new movement, if it's if it's uh, that yeah, we're going off like something new, like hey, what should I do for this? I'm not really sure. That's good because it's going to be a learning process, and that's exactly what we're trying to do: is make sure that we always get you to think while you're working out in the sense of what muscles are we using and trying to use them. We take care of all the programming. You don't have to think about that stuff, but we want you to think about your movement when you are in our classes for sure. So there is that tons of that variety, especially in our groundwork. And then obviously also creating a flow, how to calm those muscles down, whether if you were at a really long one, we're gonna a little bit focus on calming your breathing down. We're gonna talk about your breath control. And it, it's there's just a lot, right, Nadine? Mm -hmm. Another thing that I focus on too is like what will be enjoyable a lot of the times when we're doing a workout, we're thinking, yeah, this kind of sucks. Like my heart rate's super elevated or this is tough to hold on to the bar or whatever. Um, but then a lot of the times after the workout, you'll probably think, or people will say too, they'll say, that was actually kind of fun. I kind of enjoyed that. Um, but I try to think too um, about how people will respond to the workout as far as if they're going to enjoy it or not. Because you're coming here and you don't want to hate your life for an hour. You want to obviously do something that's hard, but feel good about it too. Um, but I'll think about that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point too, is that we, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of workouts that we've created. We're like, no, like, we can't do this. There, yeah, there, I'll no one would some show up. I'm like, no one's going to show up for this. Or like, <laughs> I would put something in that I did. I'm like, I need to change this because people are going to really hate their life if they do this. But, um, yeah, we still throw those in there. Don't, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. We don't just leave no, those we throw, out. We throw we, in the occasional, like, you're probably going to hate this. We, we like to like, you know, make it that sandwich. So we'll get a, something you like, or what we'll do is we'll put like deadlifts on the day. No, <laughs> like Everyone comes to deadlifts. Yeah. Hate. Yeah. Workouts but. like, like one rep max deadlifts. And then, uh, then it's like this Devil's workout. Yeah. Bike. So we, we sometimes do that as well so we lure you in with the fun thing and then we can get you in that but yeah, we, yeah. It, but it's that is not, something yeah. that goes through my head i'm not just trying to make you guys hate your life when you come in here 
Yeah, yeah. Like we want you, we want you to actually enjoy. To do enjoy. enjoy. You can and, still enjoy something still that's it. hard. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, can, you, you st- can still enjoy something that's hard. There's plenty of workouts that I've done that during the workout, I'm thinking, "Wow, this sucks. I want to stop." And then after the workout, I'm like, "You know what? That was actually kind of fun, in a weird way." That's why you you can bitch and complain all that you want and be miserable, but as long as you're doing work. That's that's all that I ask for. If you don't do work and then you want to bitch and complain, that's that's when I have yeah, a there's something issue with yeah, it. there's something in a workout that you can probably find enjoyment in, whether it's like you're happy that your power cleans felt better or you PR'd this, or maybe just your movement felt smoother, you had no pain in something, you felt like you were able to keep moving instead of resting as much. There's a lot of things too that you can kind of find pride in when you're doing that as well. So that's a little bit of the inside scoop of what goes through our head when we're doing programming and kind of all the different things that we have to factor in. I know it, uh, the, might that some of that stuff might not make sense, but you know, hopefully you can get a little understanding that when we do this programming, we, we, we also you know think about you guys, besides the fun aspect, what, what do we see overall that we see a weakness in? And that helps identify stuff in our programming that maybe we, we have a blind spot. And that's definitely important because obviously let's all be, well, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. If we go to the gym by ourselves, we're probably going to be picking movements that we're good at, <laughs> which is ones that we like to do. And, you know, that's our job too, is to, you know, we, when we're programming, we also like to program things we like to do. And, you know, for us, sometimes we have to get outside that bubble too and, and think and, and we pull off of other ideas as well. So, mm-hmm. You know, we look at different workouts, we look at structuring, you know, we, we do our own things, we test things out. Like there's a lot, I mean, we don't test every single one of these workouts. Uh, you know, we're at the, the time that we can judge pretty much how long it's going to take a workout, the movements, the stimulus. And that just comes from doing this for years and years and years. And, you know, we're still, we don't always get it right. We're human just like anybody else. Sometimes we think our workout is going to be a lot quicker than it goes and then it goes really long or yeah. vice versa. It just... Sometimes it's just the way it goes. So, but that's, that doesn't happen too often. Either way, hope you guys got enjoyed the little insight on our programming and tune in for more Primal Path podcast. Thank you.